Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. I'm your host, Yolanda Wallace, and um, today is a new year uh, on the Gregorian calendar, and we are having a special uh, guest in our studio, and it is Sheriff Watkins. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Okay. Yes, great. I'm glad that you accepted the invitation to come on our show, and I appreciate all your efforts and support for Mother's War on Violence. And um, just real quick, just uh, wanting to um, talk about uh, the uh, the the the. Uh, Playing cards for unsolved murders that we that you purchased with the Peoria County Jail and and what your take was on all that. Yeah, well, first, thank you. I know that was not an easy task. <laughs> I think you worked on it for well over a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a lot of conversations, and uh, yeah, we, um, so we we are still slowly putting that in our population. Mm-hmm. Um, our jail command staff uh, they wanted a very very ease this into the population. They had a couple concerns, mm-hmm. but so far we haven't seen any backlash. One of the concerns was putting these out. Um, we, Peoria is a big but small community, right? Yes. So everyone knows everyone, mm-hmm. um, especially it seems like in jail. I mean, there's a lot of relations. Um, yeah. So we were worried that some of these individuals would say, something that would make someone else mad in their pod and then mm-hmm. we would have a fight. So right. we really wanted to test the waters and and so far we haven't seen anything uh, negative. So that's a good thing. So okay, now great. we're going to start keep pushing that through. Um, okay. Do we know how successful that is putting them? We, it's hard because mm-hmm. um, they don't, when they do give a tip through, um, you know, the, the city's tip line, through mm-hmm. Crime Stoppers, through our app, mm-hmm. uh, they usually don't say, hey, I did this because I saw the playing card, right? Right. So it's going to be hard to quantify the impact besides okay. hopefully seeing some some crimes get solved. Right. Because like like you've said before, um, you know, when these murders are unsolved, that means someone's out there that killed somebody who's not been arrested for it, right? right? And right. unfortunately, some of these people kill over and over because they got away with it the first time. I mean, mm-hmm. some of these, they're not good people, right? So right. Um, it's a very important to to solve some of these unsolved crimes. And unfortunately, there's a, quite a few. But I tell you what, Pure APD lately, they've been doing a really good job on getting them solved. They so. really have. I have uh, sent several shout-outs to the Peoria Police Department. And just wondering, how is it, how does the county work different from the police department? But I know sometimes you guys work together. Yeah, absolutely. We have a great relationship. Um, I talk to their chief, their assistant mm-hmm. chief, weekly, mm-hmm. almost daily. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have that relationship. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the difference is, 
so Peoria County as a whole, mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of communities in Peoria County. Um, the city limits is Peoria PD. So technically, okay. yes, we can go in the city limits. We can do whatever we need to do. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of give them that cur courtesy, though, that we let them handle their business. Right. We just support them in a support role in the city. But okay. there's a lot to Peoria County outside the city, too. You know, we have all these communities between uh, Chillicothe, Glassford, mm -hmm. Elmwood. I mean, Peoria County is a big, a big county. So we patrol everything outside that, unless a, like a certain community like Martinville and Chillicothe have their own police department. Right. We go back into a support role mm -hmm. for them. But we also have a lot of community contracts that they want our police services, like a Princeville, Hannah City, um, West Peoria. Um, so we're, we're all over the place. So that's kind of the difference. Yeah, it is. It is. But when it comes to um, crime and stuff like that, sometimes you guys work together with the city, and the city works with the county. And Yeah, I mean, criminals don't really, they don't know the county between the city lines, right? So right. I mean, sometimes they do a crime in the city. They'll do a crime out in the county. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're constantly working together. And th that's where you've seen some um, – not saying that would ever happen in Peoria, but sometimes mm -hmm. you see, uh, like Louisville now has just a metropolitan police where it's just one police um, department through the whole county, right? Right. Because the crimes are so similar. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was explored a long time ago. and it, There's a lot of logistics with that, different unions, different pensions, yeah. and all like that. So we're not even talking about that these <laughs> days. Uh, I think I think Peoria PD is doing a great job, and I hope yeah. we're, we're yeah. doing a great you job out there, too. You guys are doing a great so. job as well. Yeah. Uh, I've even seen that on the county side that you have resolved some murders on that side as well. So. Yeah, we've had we've seen more murders in the last couple of years than I've seen in my whole career at the I, county. I, I've noticed that. That yeah. what do you think uh, is the Well, most of the time our murders are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like the one we had at Laramie Liquors though, that was that's the type of murder that you see in the city a lot of times, mm -hmm. right? It's a, a it's an argument that spawns into something, right? Mm -hmm. So but most of ours that we've seen, unfortunately, is a lot of domestic-related murders. You know, we had, right. um, and I think all but that one that I'm remembering right now, I think we've had six of them in the last couple of years that have all been domestic. Um, wow. and, that, that, and that's a big deal, too, right? So, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of different types there, of violence out there. Yes, but there domestic are. is mm -hmm. um, at least 30% of our bookings in the jail, unfortunately, is domestic-related. And it could end into a fatality, which would be a murder. Yes. So, yep. yeah, I, I, that, uh, Mother's War and Violence, one of our goals is to try to tear down strongholds in our families to prevent violence, to, to, to stop the violence, you know. And um, sometimes when you're dealing with domestic stuff, if we can just, you know, uh, heighten the awareness that uh, if things aren't going to work out before they end up in a fatality, then let's, let's make another, let's make another change. Let's uh, separate, let's depart, let's. Yeah. It's emotions, right? It's somebody that you, you care about, at least at some time you cared about. Mm -hmm. Most time it's at that moment and then the emotions gets high. And then sometimes, you know, if you don't have those, that type of uh, anger or anything to really control it. If, you know, control. If, mm. if, if you grew up in a very violent household, that, that's the only way you know how to express it. And unfortunately, yeah, it, unfortunately. It, it turns into some bad things happen. Right, right. That's so true. Now, I want to switch gears and talk about the new laws that have gone into effect. And one of them started last year with the no bond. Yeah, no cash bill started mm -hmm. September 18th. So it's it's only been three and a half months. Mm -hmm. um, 
So far, there's a lot of different branches that deal with no cash bill. You have the courts, judges, you have state's mm-hmm. attorneys, you got public defenders, you got pretrial, and then there's the sh- uh, police part of it. So right. there's a lot of different moving parts. Uh, it's still fairly new. Um, I have seen our population. I was just talking to the media yesterday about this. Um, our population has decreased quite a bit since no cash bill. Is that a good or bad thing? It's, um, well, it's, it's partially good for me because it helps my staffing levels a little bit. Um, right. But also, I want to make sure we're keeping, as a public safety official, I want to make sure we're keeping the bad people in jail to keep our violence down in our community, too. So right. um, finding that balance is very interesting, and I think everyone's trying to find that balance right now. You know, um, So it's, it's almost too soon to say how it's affecting us. Is crime okay. going up? We don't know. Right. Right. I mean, we did see a little bit of uptick in crime, I think, of towards course. the end of the year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 2024 will kind of give us um, a little bit more on how this is going. It's 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 an yeah. experiment, honestly. And uh, and also working with uh, the Peoria Police Department on with their new uh, uh, website that Mary Peterson has been working on with all the information and stuff like that. And the statistics should really help a lot. Too. Yeah, data. I mean, mm-hmm. data's data, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, it's, you still have to have actions over right. over words. So, but it, you have to have that data to see where your hotspots are, to see if how tr- it's trending. Um, you know, property crime's a big deal, too. You know, we're, that's been going increasing in Peoria, which mm-hmm. um, leads to sometimes violent crime, um, stolen cars. So, there's, I mean, we're busy, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I see that, uh, you know, sometimes, I don't know if this is, re- it is a crime, but sometimes there are some um, headstones in the cemeteries and stuff like that are vandalized as well. Is, are those uh, the county thing or is that a city we, thing? We haven't seen that a whole lot. Uh, we have some, mm-hmm. obviously we have cemeteries in, in the county. Um, I think in West Peoria, we might have had a few of those a few years back where mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's kids just being kids, right. not being respectful, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I haven't seen that yet recently, but it could be happening in the city. I just haven't seen that part of it. Right. Okay. All right, cool. So, and with them um, doing the no bail uh, thing, uh, are, are you, when you do take somebody into custody, is it mostly those who have the worst case scenarios of charges, that, I mean, you know. So on the street, we haven't, um, because of some amendments and some changes from in the initial no cash bail, mm-hmm. we have a lot more um, discretion on the street now. So it's not affecting us a ton on who we can't get to take to the jail. So um, that that hasn't impacted us a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The process goes, so say a police officer arrests somebody. Mm-hmm. So most likely they're going to be able to be taken to jail unless it's a very low minor offense. Right. Um, so when they get to jail, what happens is they, it used to be where they would, if it was a misdemeanor, um, they could immediately bond out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, no matter what, if it's class A misdemeanor or a felony, they have to sit in jail until the state's attorney decides what they want to do with them. So that's, okay. so we're the first level. We're the ones that dealing right. with somebody on the street, mm-hmm. take them to jail. Mm-hmm. Next day, usually, the state's attorney reviews that arrest and mm-hmm. sees what they want to do with them. Do they want to just give them a notice to appear, give them a court date, or do they want to file a petition to detain them? So if they want to file the petition to detain them, then they go in front of a judge. So that's your third step. Okay. So okay. then a judge reviews 
why the state's attorney wants to detain them in this new legislation. Mm-hmm. That judge has to see if it fits, and if it does, they will now detain them with no bond. So now they are in jail until their next appeal, next court date um, happens. Or they could put them on pretrial release, which is releasing them from jail with a GPS monitor or a lot of restrictions, report to probation or something like that during their their, um, process. So um, there's a lot of moving parts. And what we've seen is judges, like just before no cash bill, Mm -hmm. judges are different. They're human beings. They're different. Mm -hmm. They read law different sometimes. Um, So talking to other sheriffs, we're just seeing, depends on the judge, on if, some judges detain people a little bit more. Other ones uh, release them a little bit more on right, pretrial. Right. So it's it it it's different by every county, honestly. So well, um, at least there's still I still see the police still arresting people in spite of the I mean, you know the no bond thing, and they're still going through the process. So they're still not getting away with a crime. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just a different way of the way they they're dealing with it right yeah you know it was back in 2020 when the civil unrest happened and police um, thought they were not supported because of a lot of loud voices saying that they were not supported in Mm -hmm. defunding police kind of took a hands-off approach and we saw what happened crime just oh skyrocketed yes yes so (laughs) we're over that now for Mm -hmm. the most part we feel we do have support Mm -hmm. the majority of the support Um, Mm -hmm. we have good police leaders I think in the area Mm -hmm. to where hey, if, if that person that we arrested that had a pistol on them yesterday gets out on the street and they do it again, we're going to arrest them again. I that's mean, that's, right. I mean, I, I'm confident Peoria PD is like that. I'm confident we're like that, and most police departments County. out there are like that. We're not giving up. Okay. I mean, we, we, we right. are not. What happens at the back end is really we don't have a whole lot of control over that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where I've been – I'm vocal, but also I'm respectful. I just put the data out there. Listen, these individuals right. were released the next day. I don't know why. This is the reason why – I mean, it is what right. it is. You do with that what you want with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to finger point or anything like that. Right. But we're just going to continue doing what we're doing. Well, that's great. I mean, that's great and good to hear. And it's good information for our listening audience and for me to know uh, where the, the county is and, and how the city and how they work together, how our police are back on on top of things again. And, and to be quite honest, they still need people like, community people like me I hope (laughs) where they they still you know we're still building trust and fostering new relationships and trying to help our community I I, sometimes I think I'm a think of the past you don't see very many community people involved like me uh, with feet on the ground and there needs to be more I mean what's your yeah it needs to be more consistent right we we have a lot of resources in Peoria we do and we, we keep hearing the word silos, right? People mm-hmm. are kind of in their own silos and how we're going to mm-hmm. try to, um, I think people Come are trying. Together, yeah, the, I, th- I think community <laughs> leaders are trying to get that. Mm-hmm. It's it's every, everybody, every town, city that's our size is going through this, right? It's, really? It is yeah. no easy answer on how to fix this. And some people want to help, but sometimes it fizzles out too, right? You know, especially if that's not yeah. your full-time job. And yeah. you, you're not fizzling out. You've been doing this for a long, <laughs> long time. And I know it's exhausting, right? Yeah, and, and I have a full-time job I, as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. That's so, why I said I'm kind of like the thing of the past. I'm a volunteering fool right now. <laughs> and, and we need more of that, right? We need more. Yes. 
me and my chief deputy, we teach situational awareness. And one of the main thing we, we teach is we need more helpers out there. We need more people that are, cool. there's a lot of helpers that are mm-hmm. capable of helping, but are they helping, right? Right. You know, we just need more of that. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, you know, in the future, we should do a workshop together to heighten that awareness because I think uh, collaboration is also key with different organizations and things that they're doing to try and get them involved. Sometimes uh, the organizations that you see around are the same organizations that only work with the same people and Mm -hmm. they don't try different people. Um, And I've heard, uh, you know, coming from the city and the mayor's, uh, you know, platforms that they've talked about collaboration and, you know, meeting different people and different organizations. So, and that's cool. And then... um, uh, I was just wanting to see um, what uh, this, all these different changes that you have going on with working with police. There's a change in technology. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it with the, uh, you know, and listening what the city had to do when they first tried to implement that some years ago. And now we have a new mayor and we are still implementing more. And it seems like now we're starting to actually see what that, Tax, taxpayers' dollars went towards these this new technology, and can you speak yeah, on that? Yeah, so, and that's one reason why a lot more murders are being solved these days is because of technology, right? I that's mean, awesome. Everybody's got a phone on them. Um, we have these license plate readers, which is all over the city and the county, which has been a huge, I mean, we personally have solved out in the county several murders because of the license plate readers. That's so a blessing. It's, I know people initially like, oh, great, big, you know, yeah. big government's watching us, right. you know, but that's not what we're using that for. Right. No, it's mm-hmm. it's almost putting a perimeter around our county and city because people 90 percent of the time use a vehicle to commit a crime. Right. Right. So, right. Um, it, it doesn't solve the crime for us, but it definitely is a huge tool for us. Yes. Um, so we are a huge proponent of that. You know, the shot spotter has been around for a long time mm-hmm, in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's been doing great. It's You know, in, in the Chicago, they're, they're getting some feedback up there. You know, it's not really solving crimes, but honestly, it's saving victims. Right. A lot of those shot spotter alerts, people don't call in on those. It, yeah. it shows there's 15 rounds in this hunter block. And an nobody calls. No one calls. But then an officer shows up and sees a victim in the backyard, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's saving lives. It is. It's mm-hmm. um it's almost a tool you have to have these days. Um, and I think license plate readers is that another tool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with ring doorbells and everybody having cameras mm-hmm. on their house, it's that, huge. Yes, and it is. 15 years ago, we did not have that. You know, right. you're lucky to have a business, so maybe one house on the block might have a camera. Now you have ring doorbells, you have cameras on every corner. Mm-hmm. We need more cameras out there. Right, um, at the stoplights. Sto- everywhere, I'm telling you. I mean, that's we're way behind the curve in the United States compared to Europe. When I lived in England for two years, there was a camera on every corner of any urban area over there, and that was something that's been <laughs> since the 80s. You now, know? see, right. Now, see, that that's big right in, in today's time because, you know, when you're trying to take somebody to court and then they're – some people have found a loophole in the system and try to get out of that or they've been appealed or whatever, whatever. Uh, having the technology kind of keeps it on the straight and narrow because these are the facts. This is what we saw. This is what happened. Right. So that people can't quickly overturn these murders, which in turn causes more violence in the community. Yeah, witnesses are great, right? We need yeah. witnesses, mm-hmm. and you've seen that from time to time. Yeah, Please yeah. speak up. Please give us mm-hmm. your information. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we still need that and we'll always need witnesses but right. you see that sometimes in court cases that's where the the case kind of falls apart from maybe the witness you know mm-hmm. um, but we want good witnesses we want any any information, any information even a little bit of information on something we can spiral that into a, a big part of the case right you just mm-hmm. sometimes right. Uh, you know the training that we do give i used to give bank robbery training to where you know <laughs> if you don't set yourself that clerk if they get robbed mm-hmm. if you can just let us know what without putting yourself in danger if that car took a left or right out of the parking lot you know what i'm saying right. just that little bit of piece of information yeah. can really help police out even though you might not think it's important uh, it does help. So, it yeah, does. witnesses are great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and cameras kind of help support that evidence, too. And that's, right? that's yes. awesome because when, uh, you know, in certain communities, my community, African-American community, there's uh, this no snitch code type thing that people are doing insane. And it's like, you know, it's going to cause them more harm in the, in the long haul than anything because if something happens to them, then they want somebody to speak up for them mm-hmm. as well. So... Yeah. Well, and you're treading water there because these individuals, they grow up with their parents telling them, you better not tell on anybody, right? I mean, that is ingrained in their culture Mm -hmm. from being two years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you get that out of them? You know, that's, it's tough. And, and, and sometimes they, they've even been told that in school, you're tattletelling too much. You know, that's how it's the no snitchy thing. Why, Why are you snitching on them all the time? And then from that point, and then it goes from home, and it goes into their adulthood, and then, yeah, it's so it's, it's, it's it's in the culture, right? And it's in the culture. How, how do you? I don't know the answer. How you break that? I, I, I don't. I don't know. Besides being there for them and having good role models in school, right? You know, right? I mean, and, and, and speak to the bullying thing. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, we just had an incident last night where mm-hmm. somebody was being bullied, and they threatened to a kid threatened to shoot another kid, you know, it's just, right. it, it, and then they put it on social media. So it's there forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and we try to tell these kids that come and do the tours of the jail. It's like, right. you have to understand when you apply for a job, the first thing we look at is your social media. And if you're on there bullying or talking crap to people, um, that's a red flag for us. Right. So right. You, you really have to, if it feels good, don't say it. That's right. I try to right. tell them, don't right. say it. You can type it, but don't hit that inner button because right. it's out there forever and sometimes we use that to charge a kid because of what they said right mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. so it can even lead to criminal charges being a bully right you know? so that means you monitor all the facebook pages and within the city limits and everywhere county and everywhere Absolutely. okay yeah all right cool because i know we have the who kill me page and yeah. there's yes. sometimes there's some and strange things that pop up on there these kids are Snapchatting them with pistols, and mm-hmm. I mean, we can arrest them for that. If I mean, yeah. that's we build, use that to build the case. So mm-hmm. I mean, but they think it's cool at the time, and they w- and they don't care about. They know that we're watching that. They don't care. It's they the street don't? cred <laughs> that they get for doing that, uh, and that's right, unfortunate, right. right? Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, but I'm glad that it's it's kind of good to know, and and kind of not that. <laughs> that the uh, the police and the government is kind of watching the stuff that people put on social media to keep people safe. Yeah, most time Not, it's people bring bring towards us, right? See mm-hmm, something, say mm-hmm. something. Somebody's like, that's hey, right. just, I'm sharing this post with you. And then sometimes we follow up on those things. Right, and know? that's good because sometimes, you know, it could le- it could prevent a, a, a fatality yes. or yep. whatever or, or even bigger crimes, so... Um, but anyway, um, I thank you so much, uh, Sheriff Watkins, for coming into our studio today. And uh, and just, do you have any 
comments about uh, Mothers of War on Violence of why you think it's a good organization or anything like that? I thank you for what you do. You, me and you have talked numerous <laughs> yes. times since I've been sheriff, and I love your, your relentless. I love thank it. You. I love it. We need more of you out there. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Um, because having those different type of not silos, but pillars in the community. Mm-hmm. It's not just law enforcement. We need, right. you know, we need 10 Yolandas. Community yes. people. Yes. That's yes. what I'm yeah. saying. Now, they, we have uh, organizations who come to meetings and stuff, but we don't have community people who, who have boots on the ground, who aren't getting paid for, who just do it just out of the compassion of wanting to build the stronger village. Because right. our village is broken down. So we need to have ways to repair it, have ways to, you know, uh, help each other yeah and we, and we have good people out there that want to do it yeah it's yep. and we're lucky to have that peoria is yeah. a special place i don't yeah. care what everybody and says there's some others you know who do different things in our community to help out you know which like you said in peoria we still do have some but i just would like to bring out that voice a little louder yeah <laughs> yep and we need a, a few more leaders to step up and take charge of that that's right that's yep. right uh, and because we know that uh, uh, our kids are our future. And so when we're talking about nowadays, the new adults now are the 90s kids. And we have to be ready for <laughs> everything that comes with that. Uh, you know, uh, being an older woman, I, if I see a young girl and she may be not doing what she's supposed to do or doing something wrong, I mean... You know, in today's world, people are afraid to correct them because they're afraid of retaliation. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to say anything, True. Sheriff. You True. know, yeah. And if you're not a mentor to somebody, find somebody to be that's a mentor. Right. That's right. That's right. Everybody somebody needs a mentor. mentor. Everybody yes. needs somebody. They need male and female. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Thank you so much thank again. You. And you are listening to 89.9 FM, Mother's War and Violence. Thank you.